Hey, Zo. Hey, Lo. How's it going today? So good. Um, in our like calendar, when we record these episodes, we've both put it in as play and pod because we're like, we're going to like catch up and just, you know, chat about what's going on. I mean, we're talking like every single day, so I don't know why <laughs> we feel the need to like put in our schedule for Zoom as well. But anyway, so we just had like 45 minutes of like all this good talk and uh, yeah, it's just a best way to start my my Tuesday. Um, and then it always like ends up inspiring, as we said last week, what it is that we decide to talk about on these weekly episodes. It's really like just the themes that are presenting themselves to us. Um, and those are always the themes that we find you guys are needing as well, because we just allow ourselves to be that channel. Yeah, it's so great too, because I feel like we're all moving through things collectively and there are these similarities and in us just opening up to share about what we're navigating and how we're navigating it, just be open always to little breakthroughs, little things clicking, even if we might not be talking about the specific topic that's there for you, just opening up your mind and your heart to receive, like breakthroughs are bound to happen always. Yeah. And today we wanted to, well, I've, I've been thinking about this and you talk about it all the time, Zoe, but just this sort of like manifestation neuroses that happens when we know it's almost like we know too much. I think regularly about like, if I didn't know about manifestation, what would I think about this? Like what would buy, what would my actual goals be? How would I feel about hitting X goal over here in my business? What would my, my source of comparison be? How would I feel about the state that I'm currently in? Like, because it really does shape kind of how we approach things. If you're like really in this world with us. And I think it's important to bring it back regularly to a very simplistic way of understanding manifestation. And that always really, really helps me too, because we get so in our head about like, I need to be in perfect belief about this and I need to reprogram all of my every last thought so that it aligns me with X, Y, and Z outcome that I desire. And for me, when I bring it back to the simplicity of everything in our life is something that we have a relationship with. And it's the energy of that relationship that dictates how that thing or that person or that area of your life is going. We're just getting a simple reflection of who it is that we are being on whatever topic it is. It's, it's the, the topic of that friend or that family member. It's the topic of money. It's the topic of our business. It's the topic of our social media account. If you're an entrepreneur, it's the topic of your body and your health and your relationship that maybe you have with food. And to me, when I bring it back to the simplicity of this is a relationship that I have, it makes it really clear to me because I'm so clear on why I have such an abundance of beautiful, fulfilling relationships in my life in all areas. I've always been surrounded by incredible people and it's just it accumulated as I've gotten older. And it is so clear to me. It's that who I am being in the area of each one of my relationships is it's like, I know that the energy dynamic that is required, it's not belief. It's not, it's really not anything other than if I want love from this person or the relationships in this area of my life, I have to be love. I have to be openness. That's really all that it is. So if there's a relationship in my life, that's sticky, 
I'm being sticky on some level and it might be beliefs. It might be something I'm believing about a certain person or about myself in regards to a certain person, but it just really brings it back to simplicity for me to think about every area of our lives, rather than if you're trying to manifest money, rather than like cleaning up a lifetime worth of belief. Instead, it's how can I feel differently towards money? How can I cultivate a relationship with money that is based in love and openness, appreciation over fear, scarcity, righteousness, frustration, whatever it is. Yeah. And I love that. Like it's to me really attuning your vibration, your energetic field to that frequency that is love, which is naturally who we are. It feels good, right? Like it feet when you can get to that space of openness, um, energetically, it also starts to sponsor supportive thoughts of like, I can trust I'm safe all is as it should be. Um, and it's like working up to that place. Like maybe if, if it is money, that is the place that is, is triggering like scarcity or fear or something like that. Asking yourself, how can I adjust myself right now? Like vibration, like what am I thinking? How am I feeling? Where my body am I holding tension? Like just starting to really access the state of presence with yourself in the moment of what if anything is creating sort of a a cycle or a spiral or taking me down from the frequency of love, which is more naturally like where I'm at. And then um, like we were talking a lot before, before we popped on this podcast, but just how everything in your life is a sacred relationship. And are you like, let's say I'm out of alignment with money. Something triggered me in my reality and I'm feeling a bit of scarcity or a bit of fear about something that's showing up. It's like, what am I, like, what am I creating about that relationship with money right now? That's starting to affect my energy, starting to affect my frequency. And then looking at like, what if anything, like Lo said, is sticky here? Where, like, what, what is it? Is there tension in my body? Am I feeling disempowered about something? What was it that specifically triggered me into this state? And what do I need to look at? And what I love about this is just the energy of presence itself is the energy of love. You deciding I'm going to be present with myself in this moment to clean up this vibe, to look at this sacred relationship with money, what needs to be cleaned here, what needs to be healed here. And it's in that, that you actually are able to access like, you know, the intuition, the divine downloads that need to come like, oh, this is what I'm thinking, or this is what I'm creating about that. And that's out of alignment. That's not true. That's a lie, right? That you start to bring yourself back up to that frequency of love. And it's, it's beautiful because I'm sure that each and every single one of you can recognize a relationship in your life where you have the ability to be present with someone else, whether it's a significant other family member, your best friend, right? Like Lo and I talking, we receive so many downloads and epiphanies and we really support each other in the conversations we have. And also the conversations we have on this podcast is because we're being fully present with each other. We're being fully present in the conversation. We're allowing things to sort of click download in the background and open up and just be present with what is. And when we're present with what is, we're, we're in this state of curiosity. When we're curious, judgment cannot exist. And it's in that spaciousness, in that openness that we have the ability to receive the medicine, whatever it might be, the awareness that will bring us back to that state of love. And that's really all that's required in my mind is to be an energy of love about the things that we want to have in abundance in our lives. And if that's the objective, that's the requirement. What is, what do we have to release? What part of our nervous system do we need to heal? What past, uh, past experiences 
have we had that really shaped the way that maybe we feel about that person or um, that topic, that area of our lives. And it just kind of makes it really clear, like, where am I not able to be love about money and why? Okay. If I know, if I know the answers to those questions, then I have some idea of what the work needs to be then. Right. And I was doing this yesterday about money. Um, there's a book called happy money by a guy named Ken Honda. And he really talks about this, you know, making money, your best friend, essentially like being happy about money and how that's really like what's, what's required. And I, even happiness, I think is a little bit too far. Like in my mind, it's just open. It's like, openness, what exists in the space of openness, what's left over is our natural state, which is love, right? Which is joy. So those things are byproducts of creating that space of like nothingness that we talked about in our mini mind. Uh, and actually in our mini mind, we talked about, I think where some people trip themselves up is like, okay, but I need to like take action, right? I need to like implement strategy in my business. So how do I feel nothing or how do I feel openness about that? And what I would say to that, we actually talked about this in our, I think it was in our mini mind, um, that we did a day on this. That was the topic of devotional versus transactional action taking like anywhere where we're doing something just to get is transactional. That's essentially like, it's not necessarily coming from fear, but it's not really coming from love either Ver versus devotional is like, I'm devoted to getting my work out to people because I really believe it can help them. Or I'm devoted to my partner and I'm going to show up for him or her in this way, because that's what you do when you are devoted to someone, not because I'm trying to get him to tell me I'm beautiful today or trying to get him to do this other thing. And I want something to hang over his head. Like none of that is coming from a space of love. Right. And so when it comes to action taking, I, I just like that distinction of like, where in your life are you being very devotional? And naturally devotional is this unattached, like, like when you're devotional to your health, I know that's something you've talked about. So when you're devotional to your body, you're doing things because you are in devotion to your body, not because you're like, I'll do this. I'll go to the gym and make myself miserable because I want to lose weight. And I mean, that can work for short periods of time, but it's not effortless. It's not really sustainable if it's transactional. Devotion is something that you do just for the sake of doing it. And it's a very attractive, very love-filled, very unattached energy. Like I've always said that about things that I create, my artwork in particular, it's devotional by nature because I just love doing it. And as a result, people just constantly, how can I buy this? How do I learn this from you? What do you have to offer? Can I like following, you know, big numbers of people following me on my art account, not because I have any kind of strategy, but because the energy behind that account and the artwork that it represents is simply devotional. I was never like, I'm going to paint this so that I can get a whole bunch of followers on Instagram. <laughs> that, was, that was just like, not a thought in my mind. It was, I love this. I want to share this devotion with more people that it might resonate with. Yeah. And just as you're, you're speaking into devotional energy, what I love about devotional energy is because to me, it feels the utmost clean. It feels like a channel right from source. It feels like very pure. It feels very heart space. Like literally it comes from your heart. That's how it feels. And it just channels out into the world or channel. Like if you're in a conversation you're, let's say you're in a conversation around some type of conflict, if you're devoted to finding the solution, if you're coming from that energy versus like, I need to like 
be right versus happy. You know, I've had that lesson in my life a few times. And it's like, no, if I just come from this devotional energy of like, I'm committed to finding the solution, I'm devoted to the highest possible outcome here. We will be met with like speed in let's say the rate that like things get resolved. We'll be met with divine synchronicities and solutions and ideas and things presenting themselves because we're in that state of presence. We are in that pure devotional heart space energy. That is, I am here. I am now this thing that's in front of me right now. That's at the forefront for me. That's calling for my attention, whatever that is money or um, something sticky with a person or whatever it might be in your life that, like I said, is at the forefront that's calling for your attention. And all it's asking is that you be present for a moment in time, be devoted to looking, be devoted to illuminating this and be open to receive, be open to receive the solutions, be open to receive the guidance, but that has to come from the heart space. I don't feel like we can do these things from uh, the mind at all. It's not an energy of the mind. We can't think our, we can't construct our way to, to the highest possible like outcome in certain situations, or like, let's say the timeline of our life, or like, let's say your art low, like I'm, I'm sure that you're, of course, you're consciously present with what you're doing in each brush, brushstroke, let's say, but you're not like calculating it, like strategizing. I feel like when I look at your art, I can sense that it's like a state of flow. It's a state of pure presence. It's a state of pure being. It's not something that you had to um, like construct and spend a lot of mental energy trying to figure out. It just flows through you naturally. Yeah. I mean, I would say that um, in the learning of this art form, which is recent for me, there's been like, okay, like what, what design element that comes next will best complement this? So there is some thinking about it, but it, even that is like, I just want to, like, I, it's not, there's never struggle involved, right? There's never, it's, I don't know how, it's just such a feeling. And I guess I'm sharing that because there will be areas of our lives where there is some thinking to do. Like if it's devotion towards money and you need to set up a new bank account so that you can divide your business and your personal or like whatever, because that will clean things up. There's maybe some research done about which bank is going to best, like whatever. (laughs) There's some action and some thinking there, but it's, I don't know. It's not, I think it's just, it's coming from a devotion to the outcome and a devotion to this area of your life, not I need to figure this out and make it be okay. Or this is something I should do. I don't know. Does that make sense? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like it doesn't, it's not like problem solving. Yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And on the topic of money. Yes. Creative. It's like that creative, like God, life force energy, pure creation energy. Um, It kind of reminds me, it just is we're kind of like stringing in the topic of money here as well is in a happy pocket full of money, uh, which is also, I think it's one of my favorite money books ever because it also ties in the quantum stuff at the beginning yeah. for sure. It's great to listen to. Um, but the author, he speaks about how like us humans, we're, we're not actually like supposed to be in our minds the whole time. The mind actually, um, when we are operating from that space, it takes an incredible amount of our energy. And he said the, like the, the place of, I mean, this is not quoting him, but the place of epiphanies, the place of flow, the, the place of like the highest form of creation comes from the heart. 
I think that most of us, especially those of you who are listening, can can relate to that of like, that is the most potent, that is the most magnetic, that is the most powerful energy. And of course, we need to use our brains, like get a, get a bank account, you know, learn yeah. how to edit a video or like download a software and things like that. But the initial download, the initial idea to start a podcast, the initial idea to start a business, those things come to us from the heart space through yeah. being present with what is, being present with our lives, being present with like, exploring, Hmm, I'm unsatisfied in my nine to five job. Okay. Let me just like, let me explore that. Let me be okay with that. And let me just feel into that. And then the ideas start to come. But when we try to create a solution, problem solve, let's say really fast, like I'm feeling uncomfortable in my nine to five. Oh my God, what, what, what am I going to do? I'm going to like, look at all these other jobs online. I'm going to do this, 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 unless it's when I'm speaking about this, it's not coming from, um, that devotional energy. Like I'm devoted to figuring out why Zoe isn't, is unhappy in the nine to five and devoted to finding out, well, what could actually be a possibility here versus being driven by fear or scarcity that something doesn't feel right. I need to change it now instead of finding that place of openness. Yeah. And I think that this speaking to the body and to this openness that you've, that you've introduced from a scientific perspective, it is about understanding our intrinsic need for safety. And I think the areas of our lives that we fundamentally feel love towards and therefore are met with a reflection of that love are areas where we feel safe, right? You can't be loving towards someone, like truly loving towards someone that doesn't leave you feeling safe. And a lot of that safety is within us. It's within the nervous system. It's within the body. Um, But if I think about, okay, business, business really works when you just love what you're doing. I mean, it it comes down to that when you love what you're doing, when you're finding passion in it, when the action you're taking is more devotional than anything else, you're excited about it. You like the people you're connecting with on Instagram, it grows. That's really as simple as it is. In fact, the, the fastest growth I've ever seen in people and in myself included is when I'm just being creative for the sake of being creative and it's fun, you know, and that's like across my different businesses, everything I've ever done with Zoe has been very expansive because we just have so much fun together. Um, and I think people are like really drawn to that energy. However, if I'm in survival in my body towards my business, maybe for money reasons, maybe my Instagram account is making me feel vulnerable because I don't want to be visible in that way. Or my nervous system doesn't think it is safe to be visible because you risk judgment, rejection, abandonment, like all of these things, you're not going to be love towards your business or towards whatever the topic is. So that's where this really is on a scientific level, but also a spiritual level, a, a body-based journey because this is about your body feeling safe in the spaces where you wish to receive abundance. We can't be, Dr. Joey says, we can't be in survival and thrival at the same time. It just doesn't work. You're not in survival mode uh, on like a biological level being like, I'm going to receive a million dollars. Like it just, it just doesn't work. Your whole body is aligned with something that is not what you desire. So that's where like, I think it's so important to understand the role that the body plays. And if you're trying to approach this simply from a mindset perspective, you're probably not getting very far because you're never actually addressing the, the key source of our ability to be love and to be openness, which is the body. It's a heart space. It's a nervous system, you know, awareness and a healing that needs to take place. And when you can do that, like I, in relationships, I, really found safety in the possibility of being rejected, which meant that 
whenever that core wound is triggered for me, I, I can do the work internally to come back to a place of openness, which means towards my partner, I'm not projecting a whole bunch of, you know, angry vibes or like anything like that, which is what has kept our relationship. I'm just like, so clear if I want love in this area, in this relationship, that's who I have to be. And it's interesting how we try and do it the opposite, where it's like, I'll be angry at this person until they feel so sad that I'm angry at them, that they come and apologize and give me all the love. And it's like, it goes against the law of physics. Maybe temporarily they come around, but it never sticks. We can't be right about something or someone and expect them to not be reflecting back to us the emotions that were behind that need to be right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It completely makes sense. And I, I think we can all tune into sort of that example of being happy versus being right, because I still catch myself into this yeah. subtleties. Yeah. Like, you know, even with like little technical difficulties or like just the odd little things that seem to pop up, it's still this, this lesson that's there of like, you know what, I'm, I'd rather be happy than be right. I'd rather just let this off the hook. Yeah. And, you know, tend to myself and just let myself be free. And it's like in that freedom too, then again, it's coming back to that space of love and presence of like, I love myself enough to not let this thing stir me up any longer, to not let myself be mad at technology or Wi-Fi or whatever else, and just let myself yeah. be free. And I think it also um, really contributes to a powerful relationship with the divine because it is sacred. Like when you start to access devotional energy, in places in your life. Like it just feels so special. It feels so sacred. And when you have that with yourself in sort of the example that I'm saying of, I would rather be happy and free than be right. And need to like have an argument or like, you know, create conflict in my life that doesn't need to be there in some way. It's just such a pure devotional energy to let's say Zoe and Zoe living her best life and her being free. Freedom is one of my number one values. If there's any moment in time where I can recognize, oh, there's that thing again, wanting to be right versus wanting to be happy. Can I free myself? Yes, I free myself. And I come back to this vibration of love, back to this vibration of presence that feels so good because it's the natural state of being. And it just ultimately leads to a much more fulfilling and happier life because the compound effects of change, if you, if you begin to access this more and more every single day, it builds, it strengthens. You look back on your life and you're like, Yes, there's a whole lot of magic here. There's a whole lot of divine energy here. There's a whole lot of creativity here. And that's because I have, I began to access this and practice it every single day, even though in sometimes it might be an uncomfortable trigger that's calling us or asking us to come back to love, to return to love. Mm -hmm. Well, and when you're in right righteousness about something needing to be right, you're continuously creating it as is. So if it's like, money, I'm going to be right today about money because it's not showing up for me in the way that I think that it should. And this launch didn't go the way that it should, blah, 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 blah. You get to be right about all of that for as long as you want to be, but nothing will shift because you're giving your attention to what is, and therefore keeping it exactly as is because we create through our observation on things, literally in the quantum field, what you are focusing on is what is collapsing more and more of into our physical reality. And so if you can just look at, okay, where do I have resistance today? What can I shift within me to feel more love in that area? If it's 
money that didn't show up when it should have, you know, where like it's any perspective shift that's going to help you to be like, well, maybe that launch wasn't supposed to go the way that it was. Maybe it was exactly what I needed, even if it doesn't feel that way to me right now, how else has money shown up for me? You know, where like whatever, but as long as we are in that righteousness, we're not letting things move. And I have consistently created quantum leaps only when I am finding okayness and even love for what is. And actually it has been very easy to quantum leap my life when I'm in love with what is right. And like, you don't have to be in love. If there's an area of your life, you really want to change. You don't have to necessarily fall in love with it. Although I would challenge yourself. Like if you have a lifetime worth of being angry about money, what would it take to fall in love with your money, with your debt, with the mistakes that you've made in the past, what would it take? Like not just to find okayness, but to actually be in celebration of your journey with money or to actually be in celebration of your relationship with your body. Because I've had so many experiences in the last episode was called acceptance or uh, sorry, uh, loving what is, but about acceptance. Um, when I find acceptance for something, which is a decision to no longer fight what is and to find total okayness and even love for what is, what I want just like floods right in because now I'm not focusing on the thing I no longer want. So it like all kind of wraps in, but if you can even let that space of creating love and okayness be enough, I mean, there's areas in my life where I don't have rules that say I have to believe this and be thinking about that. I only have to be the energy that I wish to receive back. And it's so, so I'm really trying to like wire in that rule set, if you will. I don't even like to call it a rule set, but it's like just this understanding of like, if I want love from this person, or I want this to be not, I'm not saying that from a transactional place. If I want this relationship to be everything that I know that it can be and that it is, I have to clean up my side of the street which means I have to be more love towards them or more nothingness towards them than I am righteousness or upset or anger or whatever. And it's so funny because then when I think about something like money, I still have these like underlying beliefs or rules that say, I have to do all of this money work and believe these things and be taking this kind of action. When in reality, it's like life has been the most effortlessly abundant for me when I felt love towards money. Like, and I was devotional about it. Um, yeah, I mean, that's really it. If you feel love towards it, you'll receive more of it in your life. But if you feel anger towards it, you'll also receive more money in your life. So how can you switch from fear into love? It's really just those two things, <laughs> those two energies. Yeah, and I think a really, a really powerful gateway to start to access this energy, like let's say if money or let's say debt is the thing that's like creating sort of the, any type of energetic turmoil is the power of reframing. How can I look at, how can I see this differently? I'm willing to see this differently. I'm opening myself up to start to transform the energy around this. And, um, you know, I think back to like my past in certain times, like when I, when I paid off my student loan quite quickly, when I paid off, like, this is, this is actually like when we created quantum creators course, when I paid off $10,000 worth of credit card um, debt very quickly, it was like, I just started to open up to see it differently, not shaming myself for having this or like, why did I, you know, have this excessive student loan or like, 
you know, oh, was that, did I make the wrong decisions and in investing in things in my business and putting this on the credit card? Like, was that the wrong thing to do? And it was like, no, I'm going to stop making myself wrong. How am I going to reframe this? And I remember I had this reframe on the debt before, you know, before it quantumly got paid off. Like I like to, I actually really appreciate this example because it, it, it was in the unfolding of like the quantum creators course. And I shared about it inside of that and it yeah. happened faster than I expected. And one of the like gateways, which always leads to quantum leaps is the reframe, the willingness to see things differently. It's like, I'm going to let myself off the hook again. I'm not, I'm going to decide. I'm not going to be right about the fact that I made mistakes. I don't want to be right anymore in the wrong making of myself in this journey. As I started to look at debt, I, I reframed it as like, this was a luxury. The luxury to be able to invest in these things when I didn't yet have the funds, like sitting there in the checking account, let's say, like that's a luxury to be able mm -hmm. to invest in myself before I had the means. And, you know, that's a beautiful thing for me to believe in my dreams that much that I, that I stretched myself at that point in time when it felt very uncomfortable, right? I just started to stop shaming myself. Shame is one of the heaviest emotions that we can carry. It's like, reframe after reframe after reframe and the quantum leap just spilled in like it happened much faster than even I could anticipate in my mind versus anything I'd ever experienced before and a part of that journey and like Lo, you said too it starts with just finding that place of openness which quite often can come from let me reframe frame reframe until I'm no longer like the victim here I'm no longer the the one that screwed things up. I'm no longer like guilty in myself, like whatever it is, just let yourself off the hook enough to be that open space. But first it is like the awareness of having that. And then yeah. it is the decision that, okay, I see this energy. I'm being present with this energy. And I'm deciding that like, I'm going to make the conscious choice to start to transform this energy around me to create the change that I desire to see. I'm open to receive. Yeah. And to what you're speaking to, it is first and foremost, a decision because the universe will meet us wherever we're at. So if we're like, okay, this topic of money is a topic that I've habitually felt fear around. I inherited fear around it. I've learned about why we have to fear it. And that's what is so familiar to my body and my brain. And this is like cellular, like we experience the emotions of stress to such a level that they are coded into our DNA. We inherit it from our ancestors, from our, our parents. Um, of course, it's a lot easier to stay in the way of thinking and feeling in this case about money that you've known your whole life. It's literally, your body is literally wired for it. And so then we come along and we're like, love money. <laughs> like, you know, namaste and money and we're best friends. And you're, there's a very big, all of you that wants to be like, but this is why I can't though, because this is what my checking account looks like. And these are the stresses that I'm under. And, and we actually like cut the universe off from wanting to show us perspective shifts, wanting to aid us in making that shift, that change. Um, by saying, but I can't find love for this, or I can't find acceptance about my body. And it's, the slightest softening as Zoe is saying to, even though I've never, you know, seen this be possible for me or experienced a, a life or a world in which I could feel differently about this. 
I'm open to it. I'm open to the possibility of transforming my energetic or my emotional relationship around money or my body. Even it feels kind of impossible, but you know what? I'm open. I'm not going to like decide any longer that this is not something that's available to me. Like I can't feel differently about money until these bills are paid. And here's why. And that's, that's what we do. We we say, I can't feel differently about this, or this isn't going to change because it never has before. And it's like, okay, like, sure. You're right. You're absolutely right. (laughs) That it will never change. in that decision, in that statement. So first and foremost, you have to be willing to let down that armor a little bit, understand that your body and all of your DNA is literally coded to keep you where you're at. And it's going to take something to decide to shift it, decide to see things differently. And that's something that only you can do. The universe will not do this work for you. It will aid you in you making that decision, but you have to go first. Exactly. And what I'll highlight there to support any of you out here, out there who are like starting to really have things shift and pop around this. And this is from personal examples. I think a lot of us and my, myself, we get caught up in who our parents are and what that means. Like what I, what I can say is like, you know, with my student loan in the past, it was like, my dad made me go to university. I wanted a gap year so bad, but no, that was not an option. And you know, my parents, my dad paid for um, a few years of my school and then it was up to me and I had no choice but to take out the student loan. I, I was literally like there and I had to just st- get myself out of being a victim. But I, I had a lot of blame energy, let's say, mm-hmm. on my dad or I had blame energy on my mom. My mom never spent any money on me growing up and then my mom peaced out and like abandoned me or whatever. My mom was abusive. There's like a lot of story, a lot of weight there about who my parents were and what that means about me and money in my life at any given time. And it was like, oh, I had to really illuminate that and say, you know what? It doesn't matter what the circumstances were in my childhood. It doesn't matter that I had to go to university. This is like what reality is presenting to me right now. So how can I free myself? How can I liberate myself? How can I let myself off of the hook, decide and be willing to see things differently instead of resenting school and like university, let's say postgraduate education, Instead of resenting that, like looking at, okay, well, I, I learned a lot about myself. I, um, you know, in my journey, I think about university, like I didn't really know what I wanted to do, but I actually decided at some point along university to start choosing what interested me. And that shift in itself was like a powerful shift to make instead of everyone in my life is telling me I would be a good teacher. I'm sort of going down this route. And then I was like, no, I'm actually like very much interested in human wellness. And then I I shifted and did my major in kinesiology. I learned a lot about the body. I learned how to take care of my body in different ways. Those are deeper life lessons that um, didn't come directly, let's say from what I was learning in university, but it was these huge levels of growth that were achieved in that journey. So I started to lock in to what I learned, what like, let's say going to university, making that investment, taking out the student loan, what that provided for me and coming at it from that angle allowed me to find a lot of gratitude, a lot of openness and a lot of like celebration and excitement about the acceleration that that provided for me versus my dad made me take out a student loan because um, I had no choice but to go to school. And like, now I'm strapped with this ball and chain, you know, like it really, um, sometimes there's a lot there with our parents. And that's what I wanted to highlight is because I know for me, in, even in different parts, like in the journey of love, my mom abandoned me from day one. Fuck, right. I'm screwed, you know? 
it like that. Well, like, just to bring us some lightness there, but that's it. Well, and that's the thing. You would be totally justified in being right that on the topic of loving relationships that like you were not set up for success. Right. So it's like, probably yeah. not something that you're ever like, you're never going to feel like you could easily say, I don't think in this lifetime I am meant to experience love in the way that, you know, because I wasn't set up for that or here all like, and nobody could really even argue with you. Right. But you would be right over being happy, which is actually then opening yourself. And like, everyone knows that Zoe is like the chaser of all things, her own personal growth, not chaser, the doer of you just like dive the heck in. Like you never let that be the reason that you weren't going to have love in your life in all forms and abundance in your life in all forms. And the perspective shift that you're talking about was actually where I was going to go with it next. So that's perfect. But this, I think is the most underrated source of personal power. In my mind, it's probably the only real source of personal power that we have because we can't control what happens to us every day. You know, we think that we were like, I'll just get my vibration so high that only good things happen to me. And it's like, it, this is planet. We're meant to have contrasting experiences like that that endeavor goes against what you came here for to experience. You're meant to experience the good and the bad, the polarity of life. That's where the growth, that's where the real beauty is. What you do have control over is the story that you tell about things every single day. And that's probably where I would have people start with this work is just to look for like, well, what else is true? What else is true on the topic of love or what else is true on the topic of my body? What else is true on the topic of money that is more in alignment with the energy of love or okayness or acceptance? And can I just start to practice some of those thoughts and the, their accompanying emotions each day? Because when I think about money, what's available is like a lot of what Zoe is talking about. And I'm angry at like inflation and the grocery prices in Canada. And I want to be right about, you know, how the government's making it impossible for people to like even put food on their table, like all this stuff, you know, that's true. Does that serve me? Absolutely not. It does the actual opposite. Um, what is also true is that money is something that's always been present in my life. I actually believe money loves to come to me. I've always been good at making money. Money feels like a friend and an ally to me when I really just strip it away from everything it's like attached to. When I make it about like me and money and our relationship, I can actually really start to easily access thoughts and emotions that feel very love-based, but that's a decision that I then have to practice and stand by because there's so much opportunity to fall into the other truths about money, which don't serve me. And that's where, like, when I hear people, you know, and I've certainly done it in my own life, when I hear people fighting for the thing they don't want, I just want to be like, like, you know, you're just continuously creating this. Like, do you want more of these kinds of people in your life? Okay, cool. Let's stop talking about them then. Right. <laughs> so yeah, I think like that perspective shift, that's like the place to really start with it and spend time in the emotions of what else is available. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I hope that this, I'm sure that it did illuminate something for each of you today, because I feel like just even as we're talking about this, I'm like little things are sparking in the background for me of like, Ooh, micro adjustments I can make in like these different areas of my life. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I feel pretty complete low. I don't have anything, anything else to add here. I feel like no. this is fire. <laughs> yeah. All right. We love you guys. We'll see you next week. Love you. Bye. Bye. 
Thank you guys so much for spending a piece of your day with us and tuning in to The Low and Zo Show. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to rate it and share on social media. Be sure to tag us. Until next time, stay abundant.